North Pole Hotline. Help! My in-laws are hosting Thanksgiving, and we're bringing the dressing. You mean stuffing? No, dressing. I need cute outfits for everyone. Get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's kicking off the holidays with stylish denim, velvet tops, the season's best dresses, and 40% off your entire purchase now through Tuesday. 40% off? We'll be stuffing our shopping bag full. And don't forget colorful sweaters and amazing outerwear, too. You can even buy online and pick up in store for free. Ooh, I love an all-you-can-wear buffet. Holiday your heart out at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1118 to 1120. Exclusions apply. See stores for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Dr. Low Radio. I am Dr. Lauren Noel. I'm your host. And uh, it has been a wild day. I don't know about you guys, but today is just a crazy day. <laughs> we are in our second week of our new practice, Shine Natural Medicine, and it's been a blast. It's like the first time I've actually owned my own practice. And um, it's it's crazy. It's crazy being on this side of things. Um, but it's a lot of fun. You know, I see it as my canvas, and I can kind of create whatever I want. So it's been it's been really, really, really fun doing this. And my guest tonight is actually one of the newest additions to our practice. We have Stephanie Granke on the show. She is an amazing registered dietitian, my former roommate, and one of my best friends. So I'm excited to have her on the show. We're going to have just a blast. It's just going to be like hanging out on the air, and you guys get to hang out with us. So it's going to be super fun. Um, let's see. What announcements do I have before I bring Stephanie on the show? Um, If you haven't checked out the new um, website, Shine Natural Medicine, go ahead and do that. Check it out. We just have a placeholder on there right now. Our website is just in the final stages of being developed right now. And, hey, if you guys are in the San Diego area, come and check us out. Come and see us. I work with patients in San Diego. I also work with patients all over the country. If you want to work with a doctor and get, you know, work with someone who really gets to the root of what the problem is, then I would love to work with you. So check me out. My website is also drlaurennoel.com. You can read up about what I do, and I'd be happy to help you. Uh, The call-in number, if you'd like to call and ask a question tonight, is 818 Four nine five six nine one nine, and of course on the Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Dr. Low Noel, and Twitter.com/slash Dr. Lauren Noel. And I think that's it. So we have Stephanie Granke on the show. She is a, an amazing registered dietitian. She has an integrative approach to wellness. She has a master's degree in nutrition and health promotion, a certification in holistic wellness, and a personal training certification. She has her own private practice, RockYourHormones.com where she sees patients locally and all over the world through phone and Skype consults, and she also sees patients at Shine Natural Medicine in Solana Beach, California. Her primary passion is women's health, focusing on fertility, optimizing health during pregnancy, and supporting women through their transition into menopause. Her own health struggles and experience working with naturopathic doctors has opened her eyes to a whole new world of medicine. She focuses on the underlying factors that are promoting the particular health problem instead of treating labs and the the number on the scale. Amen to that. She teaches a wellness course at UCLA. She enjoys educating and empowering individuals to be their own health advocate. She works with her clients to make sure they understand why they are making certain changes so that the changes aren't quick fixes but solutions for life. Her ultimate goal is to not only help people rock their hormones, but rock their life. Stephanie, thank you so much for being on the show, and welcome to Dr. Lowe Radio. Hi, Dr. Lowe. I am so excited Hi. for tonight. This is going to be a lot of fun. I know. I'm so excited. It's like it's about time we have you on the show. We've been talking about it for like a year. Yeah, better late than never, though. That's true. <laughs> well, I'm I'm the lucky one on the air because I know you well and I've gotten to hear, you know, about your story and why you have this passion in health. And But, you know, for our listeners, tell us a little bit of, you know, what got you into health, maybe a little bit more of your personal story. 
Yeah, sure. So I grew up um, overweight. You know, I struggled with weight issues pretty much my whole childhood into middle school. And in middle school, you know, after getting teased a certain amount of time and my brother making fun of me, I thought, you know what, this is it. I need to do something about it. And so that was the beginning of my journey with health and nutrition. So I started learning and reading and actually started working out for the first time in my life. And I dropped weight and I got to a healthy weight. But then, you know, it just wasn't enough. And so I pushed even further and I worked out more. I started eating less and I actually ended up with an eating disorder for a couple of years, actually finding paleo, um, paleo nutrition. So I'm sure a lot of the people that listen to this show know about paleo, but through learning about paleo and looking at food a whole new way and finally nourishing my my body, I was able to kick the eating disorder and develop this whole new relationship with food and my own body. Mm. I love that success story. It's awesome. Tell us a little bit more of like when it was really tough for you. Like how bad did this this eating disorder have? Like how how bad did it get for you? Yeah, it it really took control of my life. Um, I got down to about 116, 117 pounds, and at five eight, that's really skinny. Um, mm. So and you know even at that weight, I saw myself as oh I have extra padding on my thighs or I have extra around my waist and I was just never never happy I was always focused on how I looked on the outside and I never you know, saw myself as anything of value other than how I looked hmm. and so, so um, even at you know, 116 I, pounds you still thought you yeah. were big at 116 pounds exactly wow. yep That's yeah nice. so it's you know it's nuts but it's something where it happened in the past and there's a part of me that you know, it's it's my history, but it, I love that I can share that story and, and help empower and inspire other women that are going through that because, you know, there's so many people that say you can't overcome something like that, and, you know, I'm living proof that you can, and you, you can go on to live mm-hmm. a life of, you know, freedom from food and to be able to to really advance your career and personal life and friends and family and not just focus on the numbers. Yeah. Sure. Focus on the good of life and and just enjoying your food, enjoying your friends, like not so focusing on how you look at all moments of the day. Now, what was it for you that you felt? Because this is so, I mean, I think it's such a fascinating story, and I think a lot of women can really identify with that, of just seeing themselves so differently than maybe what other people would see them. Or even if, like, if you were to see photos, right, you see photos of yourself now from what, well, you see photos now of yourself back then, and you're probably like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even see myself in that, in the same light, right? So, I think this right. happens a lot. What was it for you that, like, really made the difference for seeing yourself differently or finally allowing yourself to enjoy food? You know, like, what made the biggest difference? Was it kind of a gradual change or was there, like, a moment that really, you know, impacted you? I think it's been um, a couple of things. So definitely I was on a very low-fat diet and a very low-calorie diet. And so the fact that I wasn't eating a lot of fat meant that my brain was just, starving. You know, my whole body was starving, but my brain was starving. And mm-hmm. so I wasn't getting that the proper neurotransmitter signaling and all of that information to my brain. It was just saying I was constantly starving. I was constantly just trying to make it in life. Um, and so mm-hmm. by bringing in more food and especially more fats into my diet, I think that really helped balance everything out. And then doing some more reading about, you know, just 
about nutrition as a whole, I started to understand food a little bit more. Um, yeah. And then, you know, it was it was that and then just a lot of my research and a lot of just doing the right thing. So you don't you don't develop something like an eating disorder overnight. And so I, I gradually got out of that cycle through just education, being around the right mm-hmm. people that were supporting me, um, and then starting to give my food, the, my body the food it needed. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yay, I'm so glad that you're able to fix that <laughs> nasty thing. You know, I actually have a cousin who was was really sick with, with um, bulimia, and she, you know, she was in the hospital and, I mean, was being fed through tubes, and it's just, it, and, and, you know, when I was younger, too, I mean, I, I was very concerned about health, and my parents were always really scared, like, oh, my gosh, are you going to have this eating disorder? It was never an issue for myself, but, but I can, you know, it was just, it's so common. I have so many friends that have been through it, too, and I, I think that um, just, like, really focusing on loving your body, and, get, and and as you love your body, you want to give your body the nutrients that are love for your body, you know? I mean, nutrition is love for your body. Like, you, I don't think oh, you yeah. can really love yourself and then starve your body of nutrients, you know? It's like just doesn't work. Yeah. No, it doesn't. And I think, you know, even if you don't have, um, you know, a classified eating disorder, I think so many people have this poor relationship with food where they're looking at food as, okay, this is a 100-calorie pack, so it's safe. Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, you just you, you eat the bars and the protein shakes because you know how many calories they are. And I see that a lot in my practices. You get comfortable and you get familiar with food as the number it is or, you know, you you don't mean you don't gain weight on a certain program or a certain diet, so you just stay on there for a really long time, and that's mm-hmm. you know that's actually a really disordered way of of being with food. And so, like you said, it should be something nourishing. You should be able to kick up your heels every now and then. Um, it shouldn't be something that you struggle with or mm-hmm. think about all day. I remember hearing a quote or reading a quote that Jenna Phillips put on Facebook the other day. She said that um, what was it the 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 quality of the food you eat is directly proportional to the level of respect you have for yourself. It's like, wow. Yeah, I saw that. I love that, too. And yeah. the thing is, we do that with our cars. I, You know, when I teach at UCLA, I say, you know, we if we had a really expensive luxury car, we wouldn't give it the cheapest fuel. You know, even with our yeah. kids, we want to make sure that our kids are eating vegetables and they're not drinking soda all day, but so many of us are doing the opposite things for ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or women finally eat well once they're pregnant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, when I when I talk to somebody that's even thinking about getting pregnant, I want them to start at least a year, you know, really preparing themselves with prenatal vitamins and getting their hormones in check and their food in check. So, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you should be eating like you're pregnant all the time. Right, pretty much. <laughs> Awesome. Well, okay, let's let's jump into more of, of these hormones we're talking about. So, yeah, what are some of the things? So there's a lot of misconceptions about hormones. You know, there's a lot of bad information out there. I mean, I read it all the time in different health magazines, prevention magazines. You know, I have some of the magazines in the clinic. I think there's like Health or Shape magazine. Some of the things I write in there, I'm like, no, don't do that. If you do that, you'll have the worst hormones ever. So what are some of the <laughs> things that throw off hormones? Yeah, so there is a lot. So, um, I'll, I'll start with a couple of the biggies. So cortisol. You probably talk about cortisol on every podcast that you have, and the reason is because it's important for so many different things. Um, one of the biggest ones with, with cortisol is the fact that if you are stressed all the time, 
your body is not going to be making, um, especially the reproductive hormones, like it needs to. So when you're running from that lion, the last thing that your body is thinking of is having a baby, right? So you're trying to just escape that that animal or that threat, whatever it is. And so our society, you know, we're just always stressed. And so the fact that we're always stressed, we're not able to produce hormones in the proper levels and the proper amount. And, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about cortisol all day, but I think so many people don't understand that they are stressed. <laughs> so I'll do, on my consultations, I'll ask people what their stress levels are. And they'll say, oh, you know, I'm okay, like a three or a four. And then I get to talking to them and they've got a whole host of things going on. So they may be starting a new job or they may be um, dealing with a parent that's sick or their kids may be doing that at school, and those are all huge stressors. But we've just gotten to that point where that's normal in our society, and we, we've discovered ways to adapt and cope with it. And so I think, you know, it's taking that step back and realizing just how stressed we are. Mm-hmm. No, it's so true. I mean, what people think that they are in terms of stress, it doesn't match how their life actually shows up. And I don't think people realize what different, you know, sources of stress are. I mean, if you drive to work every single day, both ways, you're going to be exposed to some stress. I mean, I know for myself, I've been doing my appointments at home and just recently started seeing patients in the clinic, and I drive, you know, 20, 30 minutes there. I can feel already I'm a little more stressed than I've been before just from that. That's just one little simple thing. So I don't think people really realize, you know, what the sources of stress are. Awesome. What are some more other things that throw off hormones? So um, so your brain, so your thoughts and your feelings and your, your friendships, relationships, those all play a role too. And so it's kind of laughing when you're talking about driving to work because um, when I'm driving around L.A., I, it's, it's really interesting. If you watch people, if you're sitting in traffic and you look to your left and look to your right, how people deal with the stress of traffic. So you'll see one person on the left, and they'll be just bopping around to the music, you know, singing, and then you look to the right, and there's somebody flipping everybody off and just screaming. <laughs> and they're both in the same situation. So I think it's it's really interesting how your thoughts and feelings can, can play a role. So, like, when I'm sitting in traffic, I'm listening to Dr. Little Radio and different podcasts to whoop, maybe, whoop. you know, something <laughs> where I'm not so stressed out, right? So it's worth your time. So, um, yeah, yeah, just how your thoughts and feelings are. Yeah. Right. So you finally want to – I call people that I don't have time to call now. Now I'm actually getting more in touch with people. So, you know, you can use that time and enjoy it. You can decide to make something that could be stressful totally a stress relief. You know, like listen to your music. (laughs) Sing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, um, you know, one of the biggest things with hormones is, you know, it's it's a long word, long name, but the hypo thalamic pituitary adrenal axis. That is called the HPA axis for short. Um, But that is, you know, your thoughts are really controlling what's going on in your brain. And what's going on in your brain is going to affect your organs and your tissues, including your thyroid and your adrenals, uh, your ovaries and your testes. So the thoughts that you have in your head are playing a much larger role in what's going on in your body than you could ever imagine. Mhm. Yeah, and, and so just that to, attitude to that think mindset. about, like, so everybody listening, you guys all, like, picture something that's really stressful. Like, sorry to do this to you guys, but if you picture something that's really stressful, like a traumatic event or something, instantly you feel your body feeling stressed, and all you do is just change your thoughts. 
Now if you take this the other second and think about something relaxing, like I think of like a little bubbling brook in a forest, instantly I feel more relaxed. Mm-hmm. And so the power of the mind is incredible, and that changes your, your, your physiology throughout your whole body. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's something that people just look over, and they, mm-hmm. you know, they search for the pill or the bioidentical replacement or whatever mm-hmm. as the first step. But there's so many things, and that's kind of what I want to – to get at is there's so many natural things that you can work on, you know, even breathing or something like simple that can make all the difference. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, um, your environment too. So, the chemicals that you put on your body. So, we, you know, from the time that we wake up, we'll wash our face and brush our teeth and then jump in the shower and use all these different chemicals. And we know if you're not choosing natural products, you're probably putting on a lot of endocrine disruptors and things are going to throw off that, that hormone, hormonal balance. And mm-hmm. so one of, the, one of the things that you can work on, too, is just cleaning up your beauty products. And so that's as simple as going on the environmentalworkinggroup.org and looking at their Skin Deep database to see what your, you know, how, how many chemicals are in the products that you you're using, and then try to switch to more natural solutions. Mm-hmm. Do you have any particular brands that you really like? Yeah, so I've actually been experimenting with making my own lately. So that's been really fun. Um, you know, that's maybe not for everybody. I think you got to figure out where you are on this continuum. So if you've been doing all these things, working on, ex- or, you know, relaxation and eating right and all that, then maybe you can try making your own. Um, but, yeah, if you go to, you know, even at Whole Foods, you can find a couple. You want to make sure that it doesn't have things like SLS or parabens or sulfates or you know, anything like that. Um, I use essential oils mostly. So mm-hmm. you can make a whole ton of cleaning products for your house with just vinegar and water and things like lemon oil and orange oil. And then Dutera has something called OnGuard that I really like for cleaning. Mhm. Awesome. And also, we have a deodorant that we actually like now. So, RealSkinProducts.com, yes. RealSkinProducts.com. They have the bomb natural deodorant, and it actually works. For the first time, I found something that really, really works. It's amazing. Yeah, between me and you, I think we probably tried all of them out there. Yeah, and that's the only one that's worked. <laughs> like twenty and some of them make you smell worse. Away. Yeah, they do. They do. So okay, oh and gosh. then yeah, you know, burning the candle at both ends is another thing that I see um, throwing the, the hormones off because you know we we tend to want to do it all. So mm-hmm. asking for help and just realizing that you can do it all, but you should also let others contribute to you. So I actually wrote a blog post about this because it's something that I am actively making sure that I do and, um, yeah. you know, not trying to be that, that superwoman. So balancing all of that out. Mm, that's a good reminder for me today. There's, there, there were times today I was like, I feel like I'm doing everything, in it, but I need to learn how to delegate and ask for help. And it's, it's totally a, a skill that is not natural for women, I think, in general. I mean, unless your mom raised you that way, I don't think we're naturally just designed to do that. It's interesting. No, I don't. I don't think so either. But Lauren, I'll be there tomorrow. So okay, ask awesome. Me for help. <laughs> I'm gonna have a stack <laughs> of work for you. Just kidding. <laughs> um, 
Awesome. Okay, so those are some of the things that can throw hormones off. Now, for people listening or going, okay, I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe some of those things are happening for me, but how do I know if I actually have hormones that are out of balance? So what are some ways that ladies can know if they have hormones that are off balance? There's there's a lot of different symptoms of hormonal imbalance, and when I say hormones, we're really talking, you know, the main ones that I see are insulin, estrogen, progesterone, leptin, cortisol, and thyroid. So looking at, you know, your thyroid health, your reproductive health, and blood sugar regulation mostly, um, and your stress health. So, so here are some symptoms. So definitely hair loss um, if your, you know, estrogen, your, your female hormones are off balance. For women, you can notice some male pattern hair loss, or you can get hair gain in unwanted areas. So maybe the upper lip, or you see some like on the chin. Um, so that could be a sign of hormonal imbalance. Fat accumulation is a really you know easy one to spot too. So for women, if you start or men, if you start having extra belly fat, and it's not really going anywhere else, but it's just accumulating on your stomach. That could be a couple things, but one of the ones that we know it could be linked to is high insulin. Um, mm-hmm. Estrogen, too. It could be it could either be high or low estrogen for the fat accumulation, but there's an imbalance going on there. Um, for men, you know, if you start notice, noticing those man boobs, unfortunately, that could be a blood sugar imbalance. Um, and then, you know, the, the triceps or the, the bra fat area, you know, in the back, if you start noticing some accumulation there, that could also be linked to high insulin levels. So your blood sugar isn't being regulated very well. Mm. You could have a short temper. So if you notice that you're usually pretty pretty laid back, but lately you've just been, you know, somebody says something and it throws you off or you're cold, or you start being more anxious or irritable, those are all signs that there could be something going on. Um, you know, if you're, if you're somebody that's dealing with irregular cycles, they're either not occurring as often, or they're heavy or light, that could be something. Um, a loss of libido. So that's definitely one that, that shows up. So if you're, you know, scheduling... You're having sex and you're just dreading it, or if it's something that you don't want to do, that's that's not good. So there's something that's going on there, an imbalance. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're hangry, so if you're hungry and you're angry and you um, have mm-hmm. trouble waiting between meals to eat, that that could be a sign that you're not handling your blood sugars very well. And mm-hmm. then skin problems, um, too low blood pressure. But that could be something too, showing that your adrenals may be starting to burn out. And, you know, obviously the labs. So either salivary or, or blood labs. Those can all be very easy to spot common symptoms. Pretty much anything, right? I mean, you can have yeah. anything going on in the body and it can be due to hormones, whether it's skin, energy, hair, nails, you know, body right. shape, and, and like everything, brain function. Hormones are so important. It's incredible. They are, but but the cool thing is that once you start mastering your hormones and getting everything back in track, you're going to live such a great life because they all will balance out at the same time. So once you start doing some of the steps that we'll talk about, uh, you know, you'll have you'll have this transformed life. So I mean, yeah, that's the good and the bad. There's a lot of symptoms, but then once you do something about it, your whole life changes. 
Yeah, and, and you can have a hormone that goes back in a balance, and then boom, you have all these different body systems that improve because that hormone regulated yeah. all those different things. Like thyroid, for example, right? I mean, if your thyroid's low, right. we talked about this on the show, but you can have the hair loss, the fatigue, you know, the difficulty losing weight, the dry skin, I mean, depression, all of these things, and the hormone, you know, your thyroid gets back in a balance, and then you feel like a whole, you look and feel like a whole different person. So it's very important to get these things tested, of course, and then and then get them back into balance. So, okay, awesome. Any other symptoms that, that, you, that you had for us? Like we said, it's, it's pretty much the whole gamut. So how you're, you're feeling and thinking and how your body's running, you know, constipation, digestive stuff. I mean, it's really all across the board. So if you're not feeling yeah. right, there, there definitely could be something there. Yeah, basically, if anything's wrong, check your hormones <laughs> pretty, pretty much. <laughs> okay, and then let's see. We're going to jump into some solutions. Um, let's see. Let's before we do that, let's talk about some of the um, the vitamins and minerals that are important for hormone balance. So, so go into that a little bit for us. Yeah, they're important, um, but definitely, mm-hmm. I think a multivitamin is is like good. You know, there's people that go back and forth about a multivitamin, but because we're not eating like we should every single day, and because our soil quality just isn't there, you know, the, the fruits and vegetables that we're getting on our supermarket shelves might have been stored there for a couple of days, and so they're depleted of some of their vitamins and minerals. So I think it's a good idea to have a multivitamin you know, maybe even if you eat a healthy diet, just do half, and that should be good. But mm-hmm. specifically for hormonal balance, I like to make sure that people's vitamin D is adequate. Uh, especially in sunny San Diego, we see low vitamin D levels. So you know, vitamin D is, there's receptors on every cell in our body, you know, including our um, you know, reproductive glands. So definitely vitamin D is important. Zinc is something that we might not be getting enough of in our diet or we we might not be absorbing like we should. So Mm -hmm. zinc is something that can cause infertility problems. Um, It can cause a little libido. And it's also depleted on birth control. So if you've been on the birth control pill for 10 years or so like I was, you you, you could possibly be zinc deficient. Do you see that a lot when you run the Spectra Cell Lab? Yeah, I see zinc a lot. I see deficiency in calcium a lot. Yeah. Um, a lot of people on paleo are deficient in calcium. I see uh, B vitamins quite a bit. And I see oleic acid a lot, which is a kind of fatty acid. I think there's a lot of malabsorption going on. Yeah. Yeah, so zinc mm-hmm. is something, you know, getting through meat and seafood, obviously that's your top choice. Oysters are delicious, so you definitely can get <laughs> some there. Um, then selenium is another one that I see, too, um, with people not getting quite enough of. Maybe people not eating seafood as much as they should. Um, you know, Brazil nuts are a really easy way to get a lot of selenium in. You just need, like, two Brazil nuts, and you're good to go. But selenium mm. is, is awesome, for, especially for women looking to get pregnant um, and for optimal thyroid functioning, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tell people this a lot in my practice. You know, most people when they go on thyroid medication, they usually get put on Synthroid, which is mm-hmm. just T4 hormone. And then what a lot of people don't know, and I'm sure a lot of my listeners know this by now because we talk about it all the time, is 
that's not the active form of the, the hormone. Your body actually has to take that precursor and turn it into T3. And if you don't do that well, you can still have raging thyroid symptoms, but be on the appropriate dose of T4, actually. And that's the one thing that selenium does is it helps to make that conversion happen. So that right there can, can really help for people who are on thyroid replacement and it's not helping, and that's because they're not converting. So they add in this, the selenium and then the, the hormones work better. Yeah, yeah, and definitely, and with selenium, possibly iodine, too. So iodine is yes. something that we could be deficient in, but it's really important for our thyroid, our adrenals, our ovaries, testes. You know, it's a major factor in fertility and other mm-hmm. hormonal problems. Yeah, like fibroid, breast cyst, a lot of those are helped a lot by iodine. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not that everybody should be supplementing with iodine because there's certainly some populations. Um, autoimmune thyroid is one, but... You know, you shouldn't just go out and buy a bottle of iodine and start supplementing with it. You really want to make sure that you are deficient and you need it. You can just eat, like eat snacks through. like we do. <laughs> yeah, eating like a whole whole bag of sea snacks. <laughs> <laughs> For you guys listening, so Steph, every single time I'm around her, she says the word bag, and she's from Wisconsin, right? Did I say it right? I usually say Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Wisconsin, and she says the word bag for some reason every time I'm with her, but she says they're really cute. She says bag. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. I didn't please see you either. Bag. Say it again. Bag. It just fills me with joy. And as much as she tr- she tries not to say bag, she it's like every time I'm around her, somehow it comes up. So it's just it's our little, I usually our little joke. stop before I say it. I usually <laughs> stop, and I'm like, oh, I have to. Oh, okay. Sorry. What you're talking about iodine? Okay. What else? What are some yeah. of their nutrients? Any anything else? Um. So, uh, vitamin E, um, magnesium is important. Um, methylated folic acid too. That's one that not a lot of people know about, but uh, a good B complex with methylated forms of the B vitamins, including folic acid, is really important. So, especially you know, B vitamins are important for neurotransmitters and serotonin support. And so one thing that we know is as you age as a woman, your serotonin levels start depleting, right? And so mm-hmm. really making sure to bump that up so you can sleep well and feel good and have all that going for you. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's people with, with defects that they're not able to methylate some of the B vitamins. Um, so definitely using that would be helpful. And you can get it in a, a shot form too if you mm-hmm. don't absorb it very well or if you just want that extra quick boost. And we do that at Shine Natural Medicine. So you can stop oh, by yes. and get we a love our shot Yep. Yeah. They just turn things around so much faster. It's so amazing. Okay, we great. Do. What are some what are some simple things? You know, I mean we we we're talking about a lot of stuff, of course. There's lots of things you can do and I'm sure people are writing notes of all the things that they can do at home. What are some simple things that people can do like right away to to start to help balance out their hormones? Yeah, so I typically have three phases that I go through. And the first one is just preparing your body for bliss. Right, so the biggest things that we want to work on right away are gonna be making sure we're getting sleep we're working on our stress levels, and then we're, we're detoxing our body. So I'll go over really quickly. The, the sleeping, it's not just you slept eight hours, but it's that you got eight quality hours of sleep. And so 
um, you know, doing things like making your room as dark as possible, um, being aware of electromagnetic fields and not having that iPhone right next to your pillow, and that's going to be important. Mm -hmm. um, I always tell people have only a bed in your bedroom. So the bed bedroom should be for sleeping and sex, and that's about it. So don't bring <laughs> your work in there. You know, just just leave it at that because you want your your room to be filled with zen. You know, you want to go in your bedroom and know that that's where you're going to relax. You don't want to associate that with your work. Right. And so you know, there's a lot of tips. I'm sure, you know, you can listen to Dan Hardy's podcast about how to work on your sleep. But if your sleep and your stress levels aren't in check, you're just running yourself into a brick wall when you're trying to fix your other hormones. And so I'd right. love to start there. Because if you think about it, if you don't get a lot of sleep, you're not going to wake up in the morning and make yourself a green drink and go grab broccoli and cauliflower for breakfast. It's just not going to happen. So you have to work <laughs> on that sleep and that stress to really eat well to nourish your body to get your hormones in check. Okay. I'm going to work on that so, tonight. Um, I'm going to sleep early tonight. You've motivated me. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, detoxing, when I say that, I don't mean run to Walgreens and get that two-day quick fix. You know, it's it's really a matter of getting rid of foods that are causing inflammation in your body and being able to release the excess, excess estrogens and all the junk that we accumulate throughout the day. So even if you eat pure and you think that, you know, you live in a bubble, we're all exposed to toxins. So um, I actually take people through a detox, and I, you know, I would recommend trying to eliminate some of the inflammatory foods in your diet for at least 30 days to really assist your body with that detox product, that detox process. So I, I have people remove things like dairy, um, gluten-containing grains, corns, processed vegetable oils, alcohol. And caffeine, I know, I'm boring, legumes <laughs> and sugar and artificial sweeteners for 30 days. And the reason for that is just resetting your body and allowing the, the hormones that shouldn't be there to escape your body and allowing you know, your body just to function properly for 30 days. Yep. So yeah, it's like a reset button. stress and detox. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then once you get past that, then it's, you know, figuring out what, if you want to add something in, adding it back in slowly and gradually to see how you do with it. And so we'll we'll add some back things back in, you know, very systematically. So let's say you you really like corn, so you uh, you you eliminate it for 30 days, and then you can start adding it in just that one thing, and see how your body reacts after you know, exposing it exposing your body to corn for a day. You know, give yourself a couple of days after to see if you have any signs of, you know, your skin changing or your your mindset changing. Um, so, you know, and, and just understanding, I, I like to educate people about why I'm re removing these foods because it's one thing to just remove them, but it's another thing to understand why you're removing them. And right. sometimes when you understand why you're removing them, you don't want to ever add it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and there's really no uh, allergy test that can replace an elimination diet. You know, I tell no, this to my patients that, that even, yeah, even allergy tests have some false negatives, some false positives. 
So they're not completely 100% accurate. And if you do your elimination diet, you cut you cut all this all these foods out for a month, add them back in, you see how you feel. That's your best allergy test, you know. Yeah, exactly. And being honest yeah. too, because I know I've, I've worked with people and they're like, "But I really like dairy. It didn't really affect me that much." Being honest <laughs> with yourself about when you do add it back, how you feel, and you know, mm-hmm. I think, I think we're we're all we all know if things affect us, right? You know, you know that your body might not perform as well if you have cheese, but you know, just mm-hmm. just understanding, and and that thirty days is really will help you understand. So on the flip side, what's what's like a really good lifestyle to do for bad hormones? Like what's like I guess more specifically, what's the perfect diet to have really bad hormones? <laughs> the perfect diet to have really bad hormones is to you know definitely eat a lot of processed foods. So going crazy on the processed foods is going to increase your the, the sugar in your body and your system, and that will really funk everything up, right? So. Um, Processed foods, eating a lot of that, um, dieting. So the perfect diet for bad hormones would actually be to diet. <laughs> because if, when you're dieting, what you're doing is you're actually, this is, this is a roller coaster here. So you're going to increase hormones that actually stimulate your appetite. You're not giving yourself food, so your body is thinking it's starving. So you're going to crave more foods, your appetite is going to be stimulated. Then mm. also you're going to suppress your thyroid function. So not only is your body telling you it's hungrier, it's slowing down its metabolism. And so what that ends up with is binging. So you see this all the time when people go on a diet. They'll restrict food and they'll be thinking about it all the time and then they'll binge. And at the same time their thyroid has been suppressed so their metabolism slows down and then their reproduction slows down, so everything else just starts to fall apart. So if you really want bad hormones, keep on those diets. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, and then, you know, alcohol and caffeine, just, you know, understand that they, alcohol does raise your estrogen levels and it cuts fat burning, so don't want to do a whole lot of alcohol. And, you know, because caffeine... You know, the, the research is mixed that's out there, but I think for optimal hormones, just being responsible about caffeine. Yeah. People know my take on caffeine, but, you know, if it's addictive for you, if just the thought of not having it puts you in a sweat, it's probably not the best thing to do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, I, and, and the other thing I tell people, too, is, like, what is your coffee like? If your coffee is something that's full of cream and sugars and different flavored creamers, it's not the coffee that you like. It's the sugar and the creamers. So, <laughs> you know, just be honest with yourself about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I know that there's probably some ladies listening going, oh, well, alcohol and coffee can raise my estrogen. So if I'm having hot flashes, I just drink a lot of wine, right? Well, it's not the good estrogens, it's the bad estrogen. So, sorry, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, and I was reading a couple of research studies, too, that caffeine has different effects in, in different populations, too. So, mm-hmm. there's one study that showed that it can actually lower estrogens in the Caucasian population, but increase estrogens in the Asian population. 
So, you know, there's there's a research study out for everything, but that was one interesting thing that I read. Very interesting. Well, I guess we're all individuals, like we've always said. No one, yeah, one perfect exactly. thing for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and with okay, caffeine, what else, what else is for bad all... for hormones? Um, dairy, you know, I'm I'm not a fan of dairy if your hormones are off. So we know that, especially conventional dairy, so the pasteurized um, milk that comes from non-grass-fed cows, that can increase inflammation and promote excess androgens um, and throw off mm-hmm. that estrogen-progesterone balance. So if you are suffering with some kind of a hormonal imbalance, adding dairy into the mix is probably not your best bet. Mm-hmm. And it can disrupt blood sugar. And I know there's association with dairy with yeah. type 1 diabetes. So, yeah. Yep. yep, definitely. And then having a low-fat or low-cholesterol diet, too. So we know that hormones, they're built upon fats and proteins. And so if you have a low-fat diet, your your liver is actually going to have to start making a lot of cholesterol. And that's going to just throw everything off as well. So you want to make sure that you're eating fat so that you can you can make the proper amounts of hormones for your body. And mm-hmm. you know one of one of the signs we didn't go over that I just thought of was you know if you have too low of cholesterol that can throw your hormones off. Mm-hmm. So if I mean that could be even one of your first signs is if your cholesterol is especially getting under 180 that could be a sign that your cholesterol or your um your hormones aren't going to be able to be produced in sufficient yeah. amounts as well. We had Jimmy Moore on the show, I think, three weeks ago. And, yeah, it's just there's an incredible amount of research on the negative effects of low cholesterol from, you know, homicidal behavior and violent behavior and depression and, you know, just suicidal behavior, all, all kinds of things come along with that. So definitely don't want it too low. And it's interesting because I think most doctors, they want their patient's cholesterol to be so low. It's like, I mean, it's like the lower the better. But not so much the case. Not for hormones. Or not anything for hormones. Else. <laughs> or anything else. <laughs> um, awesome. So so not too low of fat, not too low um, of protein. So you're going to have sufficient protein and fat and um, avoiding processed foods. And I'm curious for you, when you started adding more fat into your diet, what kind of benefits did you notice? Well, I was able to be full. I mean, that was one of the biggest things was I was – one of those people where I had snacks in my my purse, and every two hours I had to eat something. Otherwise, I would be that hangry person, right? So you wouldn't mm-hmm. want to be around me if I didn't eat every two hours. And so, yeah, definitely feeling satiated was one of the biggest things for me. Um, my my hair, skin, and nails definitely improved, and so mm-hmm. I got you know just more more color and you know stronger and thicker hair, skin, and nails, and that was. That was probably from both fat and protein, um, mm-hmm. but I think definitely that, that played a role. We know estrogen is really important for skin health and looking you know, firm and, and having really good skin. And unfortunately, because of that, they put some estrogens into our beauty products, like our skincare products, to make our mm-hmm. skin look nice and plump and young. Um, so, yeah, so with that, I felt full. Um, I noticed just I was happier overall. And that could be because I wasn't thinking about food all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the biggest thing was, was just feeling full and then feeling happy and 
getting, you know, my libido back and all those kind of things hey. too definitely helps. <laughs> yes. Yes. And for you guys listening, Stephanie's amazing husband finally came back from deployment, so now she's feeling like a married woman again. So thank goodness for fat in the diet, right? <laughs> yeah, he's very thankful too. <laughs> he's going to listen to this and be nodding his head like, yep, yep. Well, the last topic I know we wanted to talk about, and this is something that you know a lot about and something you're very passionate about, is hormone imbalances in female athletes specifically. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so that is one of the things that really got me into looking at hormones and figuring things out from a whole new level. Actually, that was one of the second things. So the first thing was um, working with clients and giving them the 1,500-calorie meal plan and the the workout and not seeing results. And so I wasn't mm-hmm. seeing results, and I thought it was something that I was doing wrong or they, they were doing wrong or maybe they weren't listening to me. And so it, it led to a lot of frustration on both parts because we just had that, you know, that simple equation, calories in, calories out. And when I started to learn about hormones, it was a whole new ballgame. And it really helped my practice because I could understand that they – you know, the person I was working with, and, and including myself, this was for myself too, but that there was so much more and it wasn't a lack of motivation or willpower, but that their hormones were out of balance. Like that was it at the end of the day. And I could give them the lowest calorie meal plan or the highest amount of exercise and that wouldn't that wouldn't seal the deal at the end of the day. It was just a, real, a matter of getting their hormones in check. And so that fascinated me about hormones. And then the other thing was working with a lot of CrossFit athletes or a lot of high-intensity, um, you know, training-type athletes, endurance athletes, people that are just pounding the pavement, working really hard at their athleticism, they started to come to me and they'd be in their 20s or early 30s not having their period or having irregular cycles. And that got me into this whole investigation of, well, what is it? You know, is it the diet? Are they not eating enough? Or is there something else to it? And the female athlete triad is something that really is is near and dear to my heart. And so what that is, the female athlete triad is you're not eating enough. So you have a low energy availability. You have a loss of bone mass. So you have something, you know, maybe it's not quite osteoporosis, but it it could be low bone mineral density, osteopenia type of thing. And then um, the so and then loss of a period. So those three mm-hmm. things make up the female athlete triad. And I was seeing that over and over again. And what was shocking to me was that you know the women weren't weren't really concerned about it. They they thought that a loss of a period was okay, and you know it's just they were stressed out. It wasn't a big deal. Or some even liked the fact that they didn't have to have their period. And so really you know figuring out how to balance their life and how to make them not afraid of losing weight or losing their athleticism by cutting back and and actually adding more food to their diet. And, you know, it was was interesting because a couple of ladies that I worked with, they didn't even purposely eat less. You know, they thought that they were doing everything that they could. They felt full. They weren't dieting. But because of how much they were exercising – they just weren't eating enough. So it wasn't intentional. It just worked out that way. So it's really important if you're out there and you're you know, really 
an endurance athlete or you're working out twice a day, even, you know, five days a week, you can still be pushing it too much for your body. So it's important to tr- either track how much you're eating for a couple days and just make, making sure you're getting a good amount and then bouncing that back with a dietitian or a, a nutritionist to make sure you're fueling yourself properly because the last thing that you want is to start spinning everything out of control. Mm-hmm. And causing lifelong damage potentially. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with, you know, bone bone loss, especially at that age. Yeah. And, you know, the longer that you're doing that, the harder it's going to be to dig yourself out of that. So, you know, if you're somebody that's sitting there right now and you haven't had your cycle and you're an athlete, it's something definitely to look into. Mhm. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of people don't know about that at all. So I'm really glad you're you're spreading awareness to this topic. It's really important. Yeah, sometimes the first sign that anything is wrong is an athlete will come into the doctor's office or in, or the emergency room or whatever it is and they'll have broken a bone. And mm-hmm. then it'll come up that they haven't had their period in a year and everything's messed up, but sometimes because you're on the birth control pill, you can still have a regular period, but you're really not. So, you know, if you're an athlete that's on the birth control pill and, you know, you think you're fine, it's still something to, to look into. Hmm. Good point. It's forcing a period. You're not even having it on your own. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Wow, Steph. That's a lot. It's a lot of really good good content. I love talking about this stuff with you. And I know we were, I think the last thing we were wanting to touch on was weight loss resistance. Do you feel like we touched on that or do you want to go into that a little bit? Yeah, so um, with weight loss resistance, that's that's something that I love to talk about because, you know, there's so many people that are struggling with those last, you know, 10 pounds or maybe 50 pounds, whatever it is. Um, and so many times what we're trying to do is just push the calories down lower and push the exercise up more. And that's, you know, calories do matter at the end of the day, but a lot of these things that we're talking about, so making sure you're getting the quality eight hours of sleep, making sure that you are working on your stress. So doing a couple of those things like meditation, um, yoga is wonderful, massage, laughter, you know, scheduling, those things are really important for weight loss too. And that's not what your first initial thought would be when it comes to weight loss. Marie Forleo mm-hmm. actually has a really good quote. She says, everything is figure outable. And I love that. When it comes to stress, you know, you're going to be stressed. Things are going to happen, but everything is figure outable. So keeping that, you know, perspective helps a lot. Um, you know, with weight loss, it's a lot of hormones. So insulin and blood sugar regulation is one thing. So what I like to do is just work with people and making sure that they're consuming carbs, comparable to how active they are. You know, if you're somebody mm-hmm. that is pretty sedentary, you're not going to be needing to eat grains or, you know, lots of sweet, pota- sweet potatoes or those kind of things every meal and then at snacks. You know, you can really damper down that amount of carbohydrates. So insulin is one. You know, cortisol, that's going to be another thing, estrogen. So a lot of the hormones that we talked about today are playing a role in that weight loss resistance. So if mm-hmm. you can focus on the sleep, stress, detox, and then start nourishing your body with a lot of the uh, fruits, vegetables, um, starchy vegetables, meats, seafoods, eggs, healthy fats, 
you're going to set yourself up for success with that. Mm-hmm. Heal your body, and that will heal your metabolism, right? You got it. Yeah. I want, I'm curious for you, because, you know, I love this. You got, I got the chance to see how you ate. What did you eat today? Just curious. Okay. So this morning I had actually a sweet potato, and I had some fish from the farmer's market. So I think I had some snapper with this amazing garlic and olive oil and lemon juice um, on top of the fish. So I know it's really crazy, but you saw how I ate. Like, that's not <laughs> uncommon for me. Um, and then for lunch, I actually had a spinach salad with blueberries and pomegranates and pecans with um, some branch dressing that is, like, just made out of olive oil. It's I can't remember the brand. It's, like, Tessimo's or something like that. Um, but it's at Whole Foods in the refrigerated section. Really good. So I had some of that with um, some chicken, some chicken thighs. And then for dinner, I actually haven't had dinner yet because we were running around doing some <laughs> errands before the call. So haven't quite had that, but hmm. What are you going to have? I, I don't know. That's a good question. We've got, what do we have? <laughs> Brian actually ate, I made about eight pounds of food when he <laughs> on Friday, and um, there's not a whole lot left. So he's a quite a big eater, so we have to see what's left in the refrigerator. But it might be a recipe from Diane's Practical Paleo rest, um, cookbook, or mm-hmm. well, her big book. It's not just a cookbook, but it's a spaghetti, spaghetti squash with um, ground beef and bacon and coconut milk and tomato paste and onions and celery and carrots. Super good. Yum. That sounds yeah. amazing. I wish we could have uh, video footage. I want to have video footage of us when we're at Whole Foods shopping so people can see the kind of things that we're buying. That would actually probably be a really good idea, come to think of it. Yeah, we should do that. That'd we should totally so do fun. that. And then, and then we can capture the, the look on the um, the meat counter, the guy, what is butchers, the butchers' faces when you order eight pounds of ground beef and they're like, are you serious? <laughs> Yeah, took the very last pound. Uh, I did share, though. I did share with you and another guy. Yeah, you gave me one pound and the other guy one pound. And for the record, I was freezing most of that. I don't eat eight pounds of ground beef a week. (laughs) Well, you got a soldier on your hands. you got to feed him good. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Steph, do you have any parting words for us before we let you go? I know the time has flown. Yeah, well, if you want to learn you know, more about my services, I do nutrition consulting um, via the phone, through Skype, in person. You can go to rockyourhormones.com, or you can see me at Shine Natural Medicine in Solana Beach. And I will be, I wanted to, to talk about two other events that I'm going to take part of. You're in one of them. So um, Dr. Noel and I are going to be part of a workshop called Being a Balanced Superwoman, and that is in San Diego. So if you're around on November 17th, we're doing a workshop there. And so um, we can maybe you can post some information about that on your website, or, or I can post it on mine, too, if you're interested in attending that. And then I'm also part of a, a school of inner beauty. And so what that is, is it's 16 women that talk about you know, things from 
finding your passion and finding who you are. And I'm obviously talking about hormones and nutrition and health and, and overcoming some of your struggles. So the, the class actually started today, but you can still sign up. If you're interested in learning more about that, you can go to www.schoolofinnerbeauty.com. Awesome. I didn't know it started today. i got to check that out. When is your yeah. um, when's your, your your portion of that going to be? That's not going to be till gosh, I think November is when I'll oh, be great. on. Oh, great. But they're all how, how long is it? Is it like a weekly over. thing or how does that work? Yeah, so how it works is there's going to be, I believe it's 16 women that are speaking, and it's going to be a recorded lecture. So no matter where you are, you could do it if you're in Africa or in the U.S., uh, you listen to an hour and a half talk on different topics, and they're all listed on that website. And then there's a Facebook group that you can join, and there's going to be homework assignments. So it's really discovering who you are as a woman and where you want to be and figuring out how to overcome some of your barriers. Love it. I love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Steph, for coming on the show. It was awesome. I feel like I was just hanging out yeah, with you. Yeah, thank so. you for having me. Yeah, of course. All right, well, have a wonderful night, and I will probably see you, actually, I'll see you tomorrow, <laughs> bright and early. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you so much. Yep. All right, you guys, that's the show. That's the amazing stuff, Cranky. Go, go and check our website out, wreckyourhormones.com, and um, tune in for next week's show, same time, Tuesday at 6 o'clock. And uh, what else? Yeah, if you guys are listening to this and you resonate with this stuff and you think that there's something going on with your hormones, get them tested. Don't guess. Definitely get them tested. And, you know, if you have any of these symptoms we're mentioning, it's, it's worth checking it out. Even if you're young, you know, it's good to get a baseline while you're young and so you can have it to compare to for later. So check us out, drlaurennoel.com, shinenaturalmedicine.com. Have an amazing week, and I will see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.